0: Hey guys, what is going on today? We are going to be discussing and talking about why habits in developing systems is so much more important than motivation, especially during times of stress. We also talk about how developing these systems is sort of a bell curve where when we start, we like to get just like super complicated and keep adding things and try to do more and more and more. And then we sort of hit this peak and we realize that more and more and more becomes unsustainable. And then we need to start sliding down that back curve and realizing that simpler is better. And we need to be able to articulate those things to people so that we aren't just relying on motivation to come in and have a disciplined structure with our health and wellness. All right, guys, what is going on? I am here with the newest addition to the Binnick household on my lap. I got Gussie Gus here, and uh, he is a very cute, very small little 10 or 11 week old uh, Boston Terrier mix. And uh, he is one of the new loves of my life. And, uh, I am a true animal lover. Um, I just melt and I've never met an animal that, you know, I didn't just love and adore. And so for me, I've always wanted more dogs. And, you know, I, I've, I grew up with dogs and when I went into the military, you know, I, I was very, very lonely. I had a lot of stretches when I lived by myself and, you know, time at the tomb can just inherently be lonely. And when I would come home, one of the biggest things that I realized was how, how great of a place dogs can hold in helping you not feel lonely, right? Kind of warming your heart. And he's looking up at me right now. And and it's just when a puppy looks up into your eyes like that, and they're super cute and sleepy. Um, and there's not many feelings like that in the world, I think. Uh, but granted, I'm a true animal lover. So uh, so yeah, so he's the new, new, uh, addition. I've got to hold him here on my lap while I do the podcast. Cause as puppies are, he's a little crazy and he likes to terrorize the other animals in our house. Uh, but really what has come from this and what I want to talk about today in the podcast is how, when, you know, chaos enters, which a, a puppy is certain chaos and you know, puppies, they need to go to the bathroom a lot. They need to be entertained a lot. They need to be out a lot. And I'm a very routine structure oriented person. And so for those of you guys who have ever been to my house, like we operate, very quietly, very peacefully. Um, you know, Charlotte sticks to herself. Blitz likes to sleep at home most of the time, and even if she doesn't, like she's usually just kind of out going for walks and is relatively simple. And that allows me to do podcasts. That allows me to put my headphones on and work for hours on end without interruption. And all of a sudden, you get this puppy where you know your attention span kind of becomes their attention span. So uh, you know, you get like five minutes of. Interrupted work right now. We're about two minutes in and he's like going nuts on my lap. So, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging then to start to Test and challenge your habits and kind of what you are capable of when you start to engage in some of those stressors. And so, what we're going to talk about today, guys, is twofold. One, how stressors and how things that kind of come into your life that challenge you, whether they're good or bad, right? Whether it's a puppy or, you know, it's losing your job or, you know, whether it's a new kid in your life, something that you guys have planned for for years or, you know, it's, uh, you know, your mother or father, you know, passing away or something that was maybe more unexpected and maybe more in that kind of negative boat. And in those moments, right, we've talked about those in the past. We call them transition points right They're Major life events that happen that can change the trajectory of your life. And we've talked a lot about that in the past and how we don't want to make rash decisions during those times. We don't want to, you know, adopt new diets or new workout plans. We don't want to, you know, start trying to change how we sleep. And now we're going to try intermittent fasting and all this stuff during those times in reality what we want to do is we want to double down on the habits that we've established that are really good positive habits and if we've faded from those going into a transition point what we want to do during those transition points is make sure that we get back on track with those habits and that's where i'm at right now is you know my habits have been pretty loose as we've started a, a new gym and some of those things you know my workout times are a little more variable My nutrition has been maybe a little bit more on the go lately and maybe not quite as dialed in. So we get Gus and Maria and I now have to communicate quite a bit. You know, who's watching the puppy in here? When did you let him out? What's he going to eat? When is he pooped? All these different things. And so that communication structure also has to be, you know, will you make me a smoothie, right? It's sick time of year. And so, uh, Maria being around so many kids in so many different environments, she tends to get sick first. And then usually I fall down and get like doubly hit with the sickness. And so she just went down a little bit this past week, had a little bit of a uh, throat thing. Now she's got a little bit of a cough thing. And so, uh, my assumption is that's going to be coming my way. Right. So, all right, now I have to, during this stressful time in my life, I have to double down on those habits has to be two smoothies every day. It has to be minimum eight hours of sleep every day, it has to be removing things that are extremely stressful as much as possible, which I'm doing in multi, multiple different areas in my life right now. And get back into those habits that I know. So like cutting cheese out. Maria and I had gotten into the habit of, well, not Maria and I really just Maria would be very nice and have like one cheese and crackers. And then I would like finish the whole plate. But we got into the habit of a couple nights a week when we would come home late at night before we did dinner, we would just do, you know, a little cheese tray with some crackers, not the healthiest of snacks. And, you know, but you guys know me, cheese is like my thing. I love cheese. And so just, you know, same thing, cut that out get back into my vegetables, get back into my vitamins and minerals, get back into lots of sleep. I'm always really good with hydration. And then the only last factor of that is stress management, working out and doing things for fun. So I've started playing in an evening basketball league, um, which I love. And I've started coaching basketball, which is a huge stress reliever for me. And so start to adopt some of these habits and different things. But let's talk a little bit about habits versus motivation, right? And yesterday was a perfect example of this for me. Uh, I had a court hearing downtown yesterday was the day where we had like four inches of snow and commuter traffic was a nightmare. It took me an hour and 20 minutes to get down to my court date. And I get down there and I, you know, wasn't able to go and get coffee. So I wake up and I I like have just a sip of coffee and I get out the door because I'm looking at my my traffic app. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I was, I was expecting to be able to eat breakfast, drink coffee, you know, go to the bathroom, wipe my car off and still have 50, 40, 50 minutes to get downtown. And I'm not going to have that. So I ordered Starbucks to go real quick. I was just going to pop down and pick it up. Wasn't even able to do that. So I'm going, no coffee, no caffeine, sitting in like just absolute gridlock traffic and get down to this court date. And as you guys know, like the the court system down in Franklin County runs not optimally. And, you know, I didn't end up getting home till like 11, 1130. And that's when then I'm like, I had all this work stuff planned and that kind of went out the window. And then I had to, you know, coach, go coach basketball, which I look forward to and enjoy and then come in and and it's like five 30 I'm smoked. I'm, I'm like exhausted. I'm in a pretty negative place in terms of my day. I didn't get any of the stuff done that I had done for my docket that day. And I have to come home and take care of the puppy. Right. And I come home and it's warm and I put the fire on and, you know, I'm playing with this puppy who's like super cute and just wants to snuggle and play with you. The easy thing to do at that point would be to say, you know, Hey, I'm not super motivated, so I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm not feeling it today, so I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to chill at home. That would have been the easy way out, but I had planned on it. And my habit is to make sure that I get four days a week inside the gym workouts four days a week. That's non-negotiable. I missed Monday. I tweaked my back a little bit during basketball on Sunday, right? So I got to work out on Sunday, played basketball, did a little bit extra Monday missed, right? Tuesday then have to get a workout. Absolutely mandatory, so I've got 5.30 p.m. or I've got 6.30 p.m. Those are my two options. 6.30 p.m. is out because I got to come home and make sure that Gus poops while Maria's coaching. Okay. 5.30 p.m. is now the only option, right? In my habit, I have to go. So I go to the gym, I get my workout in, and that's the thing for me. It's like that was probably one of the the hardest days driving in where like you you just want to be negative, right? But you go anyway. And of course, of course, we know what happens next. You have a great workout. You smile and laugh. You surround yourself with awesome people, right? You get your butt kicked by Coach Ryan and build. And you leave that hour feeling like nothing bad has happened that day. And I looked at Coach Ryan when I was talking to him afterwards. And I was like, dude, I feel like I'm in... I feel like five days have passed today. Like it's been such a, such a long day, but I, sorry, Gus just took our guesses, is uh, dragging our, our bath mats all over the house. Um, so, uh, it, you know, you, you go through that process, but what it did was it totally reset me, it totally reset my frame of mind, smiles, hugs, endorphins, exercise, positivity, go home, make a vegetable smoothie, drink that, let Gus out. And I got about four hours of work done and got ahead of where I had planned on being earlier that day. That was, that's what habits can do for you. That motivation never will right? If we rely solely on the motivation for us to want to come into the gym, we're like watching YouTube videos or listening to podcasts that are motivating so that we can be motivated. You will make the wrong decision. If I was relying on motivation, I would not have come to the gym last night. Had I not come to the gym last night, I would have been stuck snuggling. I know it's awful, right? Stuck snuggling in front of the fire with a puppy. I would have gotten no work done would have turned on some TV show or turned on some movie, you know, gone outside and played with the puppy and done these things. And there's nothing wrong with any of that, right? That's all great. If I had, you know, really established my habits for the week better ahead of the time, but at this point it's a non-negotiable, right? If I'm looking at my week, if I'm looking at my schedule, I have to make a workout tonight a non-negotiable. I must do it. That is a habit that I have said that I want to be synonymous with the type of person who I am. I am the type of person who works out four days a week, every week for the rest of my life. It doesn't have to be in the gym. Basketball counts for me. It doesn't have to be some specific thing, but I am the type of person who does this. I am the type of person when I go on vacation, I try to get my blood flowing at least a little bit. If that's a walk on a beach and that's it, great. But I am actually going to be the type of person who does this. I'm going to be the type of person who, when life gets hard, when it throws me curveballs, I'm going to rely on my habits so that I know that I can get through that in the best frame of mind, the best frame of body possible. And there's blitz. So that's what I think about. And I've heard multiple times lately that, you know, I'm not super motivated, or, you know, I'm just not motivated right now, or I've got excuses and people don't realize that, you know, most of excuses are basically just saying that I haven't established good enough habits yet. Right. I let other things that are lower priorities, however you want to look at it, right. If you've said that something is the type of person that you want to be, I want to be the type of person that makes health and fitness a priority. Then everything else is just going to be some degree of a distraction from that and people like to tweak that a little bit it's like well you know my my kids are the most important thing absolutely i totally understand that i'm not saying that you should neglect your kids for 23 hours so that you can have a, a perfectly healthy and fit lifestyle but i am saying that you do need to take 30 to 40 to 60 to 70 minutes a day or three or four days a week to make sure that when you are there with your kids, that you are optimal, that you are present and aware, that you are focused and attentive, that you are happy, that you've done these things that are going to ensure that you're happy and healthy 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. So that when it's their wedding night, you can, you know, walk them down the aisle and dance with them. So that when it's their 20th anniversary and your 50th anniversary that, you know, you can be that awesome old couple that's like spry and, you know, doing like, Handstands on the dance floor at 80. (laughs) How cool would that be? And, you know, I think about all these things are all just possible, but they're only possible if we set the habit and we set the tone with that habit as being something that is just a part of who we are. And Andy, you know, this past wellness uh, challenge just did such a fantastic job with this idea of talking about I am the type of person who. You know, and thinking about that statement has really done wonders for me. And it's something that I've already kind of I, I've been doing, but just not as articulate. And I think a lot of people struggle with the exercise. You struggle to say, you know, I'm the type of person who, what are your core values? Who are you? Right? What are you all about? When push comes to shove, where are you going to fall to? Right? And that's when your things start to get tested from a habit perspective. And I see so many people so reliant on motivation, right? Being motivated, right? Ah, I'm just not motivated to get into the gym right now. What a crock of shit. Get over yourself. Set up a habit and execute. And that's it. I've never understood this obsession with motivation. I've never understood like motivating YouTube videos. These like, there's, there's, they, uh, what do they call it? motivation porn? These people who just like wake up every day and watch whatever that dude's name is Fletcher something or other. He's like the the preacher motivator guy, watch his videos. And they're just like, yeah, now I'm motivated. Now I'm going to go do that thing you know, Oh man, I was watching this documentary last night. It was like catching Dave's daughter and she's just like killing it. And now I'm motivated to eat healthy and now I'm motivated to exercise. And it's just like, awesome. So what's going to happen when like you wake up tomorrow and you've totally forgotten about the documentary. Well I'll watch another documentary. I'll watch another YouTube video. Or I'll just ebb and flow on my motivation into eternity until I just decide that I'm not a motivated person and move on. And I think that this is the biggest issue, the number one issue. It's a it's a lie that's told to our society, told to our community you know, oh, I'm, I'm super, I'm really into, you know, saving money right now. I'm really into X and Y and Z. Don't just be into it establish a habit and execute on the plan with discipline. Like if you're not there in whatever we're talking about, it's fleeting. And in my opinion, then it sort of becomes pointless because you're never going to stick with it long enough to actually make real tangible habit change. And if you don't do that, then you're just in this short term game that's going to end up disappointing to you. Right. If you're only disciplined with money when you want to save up for a house and then you lose it and you don't aren't disciplined after that, there's a great chance that something's going to go wrong with your house that you're not going to be able to afford because you lost your financial discipline once you got the house and now you're not going to be able to afford to live there anymore. You're not going to be able to afford to fix that problem. And then you're going to take out a home equity line of credit, or you're going to refinance your house. And then you're going to have no equity in it. And then when the market crashes, then you're going to be homeless and you're going to have all these things. And all of this kind of comes back down to the same thing. Like we didn't have a disciplined structure for saving money. We didn't have a disciplined financial plan. And because of that, we're vulnerable. If we don't have a disciplined nutrition plan, we're vulnerable. If we don't have a disciplined sleep plan, we're vulnerable. If we don't have a disciplined exercise plan, if it's not a habit, if it's not non-negotiable, if it's not booked in your calendar, if I ask you, when are you working out this week on Sunday and you can't tell me it's vulnerable, you're going to miss one of those days it's going to happen or you're going to miss the time or you're going to skip out because you don't feel motivated that day. That's what's going to happen, right? Every week on Sunday at the latest, You should be sitting there saying, I'm working out at this time on this day, this time on this day, this time on this day. And I'm lucky enough to be in a couple amazing group chats where they do that. The people in the group chat text out daily, weekly. This is when I'm working out this week. This is when I'm working out today. And that's the beauty of the community support structure that kind of group fitness brings is we all can start to kind of plan our weeks and days around working out. With our best friends. And in that way, that becomes a habit, which is fantastic. But even that can start to be challenging if we don't maintain the habit when our friends aren't there anymore, or when our friends are sick or hurt or injured, or our friends are coming at different times than us now. If we still, that's, you're still in some way relying on something that is. Malleable, it's changeable, right? We have to establish our own habits, our own systems that work for our life and figure out what those look like, right? And this is a stepped and tiered process. And so, what I recommend for you guys to start doing is start thinking about your actual process. Can you articulate it? If I ask you, what is your nutritional system right now? What is your diet plan? What can you say, right? Is it macronutrient based? Is it quality of food based? Is it paleo? Is it highly nutritious foods? I eat as much as I want, but I try to eat all natural, highly nutritious foods. Awesome. You articulated it. I try to adopt and follow macronutrients. I try to eat clean as much as I can, but I really focus on dialing in my macronutrients every day. Awesome. How's that going for you? Well, it's going really well. I'm actually able to stay really consistent with this. That's fantastic. That's great. That's a plan, right? And that's a plan that you can stick with. It's a plan that you're doing well with. Fantastic. Now there's so much more to nutrition than macronutrients. Macronutrients is a very, very base, like level zero, level one approach to nutrition, right? But obviously we have to master the fundamentals before we start to move on to bigger and better things. Sometimes, right? Same thing. What's your workout plan right now? If you guys are asking me, try to make four days a week of a group class. I prioritize build thrive and gymnastics club. And I try to do one, maybe two days of CrossFit class a week so I can maximize my intensity during those classes. For me, I've found that training throughout the week and really hitting one or two hard CrossFit workouts, where I can actually come in and focus on the purpose of CrossFit, which is to hit it with max intensity really works very well for me. Right. And before if you guys were following along, a few months ago I would have said, I'm doing four days a week of workouts. They're all CrossFit classes and just some of the CrossFit classes are scaled back a little bit. Right. I would choose all the scales for the day. I would do everything. I'd do lighter weights. I'd make the movement simpler. I would, you know, do borrows instead of pull ups. I would do, you know, strict instead of kipping. Um, all those things right and then my schedule changed then we got a puppy then I started volunteer coaching basketball then we started getting this facility where I'm you know there all day on the weekends and some days during the week and you start getting these things and so now my workout schedule has changed so I adjust but the value the principle that underlies four days a week doesn't change right that's my habit that's what I'm going for and so what I urge you guys to do is start thinking about if you're posed with these questions, if I sit down and ask you, and this is when people come in day one, we sit down and we ask them these questions. Our big goal being to give you the answer to those questions. That's how we can help you most is when I ask what nutritional plan are you following? You have an answer and it's not just, no, you know, I try to eat pretty clean. Right. What is your exercise plan? You can articulate. Try to do 3 to 4 days a week of hard resistance training. Try to really focus on ensuring that, you know, right now I need to be focused on building muscle to increase my basal metabolic rate and just be active 7 days a week so that I can be active with my kids, I can play sports, I can do these things. But resistance training is key for me right now because I need bone density, I need muscle mass, I need to increase my metabolic rate. Awesome. Let's take that even a step further, right? Let's say we're going to do that through doing build on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And that's going to be your exercise plan. Non-negotiable. You have to make those days. The other days during the week, it's just a bonus. If you can come in, you can get to the gym or you can do a workout. Otherwise, I want you out active playing with your kids at least three to four days of the other days of the week That's a plan. Now you can articulate that. I can write it in one or two sentences in a document, in an email. I can send it to you. I can establish the plan. What's your sleep plan? Well, about nine, nine thirty, I try to start shutting off all the screens. I stop work. If I'm going to watch anything or read anything, it's going to be something creative based so that I can sleep a little bit better. Then we're lights out at 10. Everything's quiet. I usually try to think about, you know, making sure that I, you know, kiss my spouse, tell her I love her, make sure that we, you know, have 30 to 40 minutes to talk about us every day, whatever it is. And then we go to bed and that's it. Bed by 10 every day. What time do you wake up? Well, I try to wake up the same time every day. I try to wake up about six o'clock. Awesome. So you are guaranteed with your system, eight hours of sleep every single night. That's fantastic. That's great. I love that. Right. What do you do for stress management? Well, I try to drive in the car, totally silent. Every single time I'm in the car, I just try to drive and just be still with the quietness so that I can think, so that I can be patient and have that quiet time, I can let my mind decompress. I've tried to adopt a couple days a week of meditation, I tried to start reading, listening to a couple podcasts here and there trying to not always be in consume information mode, but sometimes I also think about just talking and, and outputting and having conversations with people where I, I'm just truly only having that conversation to learn more about them and learn more about their point of view. That helps me de-stress. On the weekends, I try to do you know, X and Y and Z, try to go out with friends, try to see a movie, try to play pickup basketball with my friends, right because that for me just gets me into a totally different mental place and it's no stress and I love every second of it right awesome that's a plan let's see if we can dial it in a little bit more i love the driving let's maybe pick out our times each week put it in our calendar for meditation not negotiable and then let's think about, you know, at least one day during the week we're going to try to plan something out with your spouse or with your friends or whatever it is that is going to be stress relieving and that's the entire purpose of it. You go into it knowing that I'm going to play basketball with my friends so that I can relieve stress today. And this is kind of what I want to start you know, thinking about as we start thinking about what this podcast is and what our coaching, you know, value is to people is when we sit down with people, they have zero answers to any of this. I would say nine times out of 10, right? Every now and again, we get somebody who's adopted a healthy lifestyle. They're coming in already pretty healthy and doing pretty well. And they're, you know, they're on the borders. It's like, yeah, I've kind of been doing this I've kind of been eating healthy. You know, I'm aware of this and I do try to sleep well. You know, I do drink a lot of water. So they're doing pretty well on some stuff, but it's not articulatable. Right. And that then is where we help kind of organize that person. But I would say nine people out of 10. have no answer and no clue on any of those four or five topics that we talk about during this podcast. Health, wellness, lifestyle, they have no structure, no habits in place at all that they can articulate, that they've sat and thought about, that they can actually tell you, this is my plan for success. And if you don't have a plan, all you have is a plan to fail right? If you haven't thought about how I can be successful, how can I be most successful financially? How can I be most successful with my health? How can I be most successful with my mental clarity and my mental acuity? How can I stay sharp and keep Alzheimer's away and all these things? How do I do this? Then you basically are guaranteeing the fact that at some point you will slip there. At some point, one of your systems, one of your habits, something is going to come along and you will fail. And I think that that should be kind of where our obsession lies, right? Is if we're not in this structure in some capacity, we are destined to have stress and failure in our future. It doesn't need to be anything crazy, These plans and systems don't need to be really like over the top and advanced. They don't. It like your plan for financial freedom can just be, I put $200 into my retirement account every week or every month or every year. You know, for Maria, it started when we really started working on this. It was, we're just going to take $50 and put it into a savings account every single month before you even see it. And that was it. That was all we started with. Oh boy. You guys can start to hear. I had to put Gus up and he's starting to make some noise now, but that was with that was all we, that was all, all we focused on, right? Just $50. You cannot tell me that there exists a person in Dublin, Ohio that has a job that cannot save $50 out of a paycheck before they see it. I don't believe it. And if there is, I guarantee you that we can comb through that person's finances and that they've made bad financial decisions that have put them in a position where they can't do it. And had they had better systems in the first place, we would have never gotten there. And this is what just happened, right? I had to go through an eviction process and I'm talking with the woman at the court yesterday and I ended up basically just counseling her on like better financial literacy. And this is what I did with soldiers in the army. So I've done with Maria and a few other individuals around friendship. And you just start to see, it's like, you you don't look at things like tanning. You don't look at things like Netflix. You don't look at, you know, a $200 cell phone bill. Like you don't look at these things as Problems. You don't look at them as things standing in your way to being successful, to being able to save money, to being able to pay rent on time, to being able to do these things. You aren't looking at things that way because you're not operating in any sort of a system and you have no discipline with what you're doing. And that is indicative of why you are unable to make these payments. And that was what she had said. She goes, for a person who has, you know, my job, my income, I shouldn't struggle to make rent. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And how true is that of so many people with health and fitness? You know, for a person of my intelligence, I should be able to be, you know, disciplined with my food. I should be able to understand nutrition. I should be able to figure that out for a person you know of my stature for a person you know all of you guys everybody in here for a person like me who has you know a few hours a week to exercise and do this i should be in better shape than i am true yes right why aren't you so it goes like this right we have to look at our schedule we have to start with implementing some things that are just non-negotiables okay And for nutrition, a lot of people, for me, that's breakfast. You have absolutely no reason not to wake up and eat a healthy breakfast. You don't have to go out, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's very easy, it's very simple. Making a quick plate of eggs with some peppers tossed in, maybe some onions, all that stuff, it takes you five minutes. There's absolutely no excuse not to wake up and eat a healthy breakfast. Okay. Same thing with exercise, right? Start moving for 30 minutes with intention three days a week. Okay. We have to start somewhere where we say, this is a non-negotiable Wednesday morning, Friday morning, and Saturday morning. I wake up and I do 30 minutes. If you're me, when I first found CrossFit, I thought CrossFit was Cindy, right? So I did a 20 minute AMRAP of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats every single day for like months. And obviously, that gets very boring, right? But that for me, that was it. That set the habit of I do a workout 20 minutes. It was about all I had at the tomb, five, six days a week, right? 20 minutes, hit it, hit it hard, try to beat yourself by a rep or two. And now I'm on with my day, right? Set your habit, okay? Sorry, I keep saying set your habit. Habits a little bit down the road, set the non negotiable thing that we wanna do, okay? then adjust. Right. So observe, I observe that I am, you know, overweight and out of shape and I don't feel good about that. Okay. I take the next step, which is to take action on it. Right. So I try different things. Okay. I test and then I observe my test, what worked, what didn't work. And then I go back and now I try and I test new things and then I observe what worked, what didn't work. Try and I test and I try and I test and I try and I test and I observe and I change and I test and I observe and I change. And that's how you do it. And if you stay in that cycle long enough, what you start to get to is a really worthwhile system. It's just like science 101, right? We observe a problem, we test some hypotheses, we see what works is it science backed? Is it, Can I prove that I've gotten in better shape? It's a beautiful part about CrossFit. It's a beautiful part about nutrition, right? We can actually test your blood. We can test your biometrics and we can test your performance. And you have science-based fact to say that I am in better shape. I am healthier now than I was then because I did X and Y and Z. Okay. And once we've done that for an extended period of time, you start to get to the place where you now have a system. A system and a habit start to get to this point where now you're operating with something that you can articulate. And if you guys listen to mine now, notice how it's kind of a bell curve, right? You start something, fitness for me, okay, when I was like 20, right? You start this thing, And then it's like this steep curve up. You're like, you're like, I'm going to make it super complicated. And I'm going to say, I'm going to do power endurance. And this is, I literally did this for a while. I'm going to do endurance at 5 AM. I'm going to lift at noon and I'm going to do a Metcon at six o'clock, seven days a week. And that's going to be my system. It's like this super complicated thing. Now, granted, I was like 24 and Uh, single and uh, was, uh, you know, just in school basically and working like part-time at Rogue. So I had nothing but time, right. And no, no real other life uh, to, to speak of. And so that was my system. And so you hit the peak of that Right. You hit the top of this bell curve and you've made your system way too complicated, like way too challenging. Right. For a lot of people, this is like I'm doing keto, intermittent fasting, you know, counting my macros and logging everything and doing this, doing that. And it's like this just like, yeah, you're way too far. Right. So that's the top of the bell curve. Right. We got super motivated and we just kept making our system more and more complex and more and more complicated. And we thought more was more. We've talked about this multiple times. And then we start hitting the downside of the bell curve as our experience continues. And we start to realize that simple systems are the best systems. Easily articulatable, one sentence answers are the best types of systems, right? Think about almost any major brand that operates inside of a system, any major franchise that operates inside of a system. The simpler the system, the better it is. Let's take Chipotle, absolute favorite restaurant in the world. Yes, I said restaurant. Chipotle is so simple, would you like a burrito or would you like a bowl? Yes, I know there's more options than that, but let's just take 90% people. Would you like a burrito? Would you like a bowl? A or B. Would you like white rice or would you like brown rice? A or B. Do you like black beans or pinto beans? A or B. Would you like chicken steak? Right, and when Chipotle started to lose it for me was when they started to add in all these options. Like, okay, now we have tofu, and now we have carnitas, and now we have carne asada, and now we have warm cheese, and you know, now we have you know, it's like now we have cold cheese and all these different things. The beauty was in the simplicity for me. Now I get that they're trying to appeal to different niches and they, they do that by adding something like a tofu, right? Oh, okay. Now we can be this great vegan friendly and vegetarian friendly place. Got it. Right. That makes sense. But they were successful at first. If you remember the original Chipotle, the line was so much simpler. It was only two rows and it was literally white or black rice, brown or black beans, chicken or steak, and then like hot, medium, mild, Cheese and lettuce. That was it forever. Right. And they've made good additions. I'm not saying they haven't, right. But they had to implement a really dialed in, super simple system before they could start going bigger. And even when they did start going bigger, I think it created problems for the company. And it's made things more complicated for sure now because they're a little bit slower than they have been. But that I think is so true. And we start to look at the backside of this bell curve right? It's simpler than you think it needs to be. People ask me how I eat all the time. And I've gotten this question all over the place. I try to eat healthy foods in moderation. That's it. That literally is my entire nutritional plan, right? I've been able to stay somewhere between seven and 12% body fat for about 12 years now, just operating basically inside of that system, right? Right. And there's some things like, you know, getting more vegetables and some of those things that I I put pressure on, but I wouldn't say that that's a system for me. I don't do that consistently. I try to be aware of the foods that I eat. And if I'm going to eat poorly, I eat in very moderated, like it's not going to be like, you know, six meals in a row. It's going to be one meal bookended on both ends by 10 high quality meals, highly nutritious foods in moderation. Try not to overeat, try not to undereat try to get a good variety, protein, carbs, fat. That's it. And I don't honestly believe that it needs to be too much simpler than that. So many people try to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Don't snack unnecessarily, right? These systems on the back end start to become simpler. Once you become more experienced, once you get better at them, you start to reduce all the noise and crap. So let's take that person who was, you know, I'm, I'm keto, intermittent fasting, tracking my macros, logging everything, right? Let's take that person and let's put them through another five years of that progression. Are they still doing those things? Absolutely not. We know for a fact that person is not logging every single thing that they eat, tracking their macros for every single thing they eat, staying 100% in ketosis, which is bad anyway, and intermittent fasting every single day in perpetuity five years from now. I can guarantee, I would bet every dollar that I own that that person is not doing that anymore. So let's look at what they probably are doing, right? Right. Maybe they enjoy the way they feel when they don't eat a lot of carbohydrates. So they stick with maybe more protein, fat centric, lower carbohydrate amount. Maybe they don't track their food and they don't track their macros anymore. But because they did it for so long, they can kind of eyeball it, right? So they understand that five eggs meets their macronutrient, you know protein and fat goals for breakfast so if they do that they'll be pretty successful so their plan five to six years down the road once we hit the backside of that bell curve and we start making things simpler again looks like i try to eat moderate carbohydrates mostly proteins and fats in moderation that's it super simple Right. And I do think to some degree, Maria and I talk about this all the time. We have to go through the progression in some degree. And we start to see and we actually look and talk about this all the time. These people are at their their top of their bell curve progression. Right. And we know it's not sustainable. We know talking to that person that they are being unrealistic with themselves and unrealistic with the coaching staff, and we know that something's going to have to give. They're either going to have to come up with a simpler system or they're just going to crash and burn, which we just try as much as we can to not let people crash and burn out of that paleo or sorry, uh, keto intermittent fasting, tracking everything, doing this. We try to like ease them off of that. Like, okay, that's no long. We don't want to be that crazy. Now we don't want to be that far. Let's reel it back in. Right. Let's, let's, you know, let's not go off the deep end now that we're falling off of those things. Okay. Let's keep some things that were good from that. And let's create a more sustainable plan for the next three months. So I think as you guys start to think about this, hopefully you guys understand what I'm talking about. When we start to think about the difference between setting up habits, setting up systems and working to get ever simpler, easier, articulatable, like if I ask you those five questions, right in those five topics, can we have like a five minute conversation and I can get a picture of what your health and wellness is looking like at that moment? Can I get a freeze frame? Right. Or do you kind of just go off on tangents and, you know, yeah, you know, I used to do, and I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of, and, and, you know, I'm thinking about, and I, I know I need to get better at, and is that where we're at? Or is it just like, I do a, I do B, I sleep eight hours a night. I drink two gallons of water a day. I try to eat healthy foods in moderation. Try to meditate three days a week. Try to make sure when I'm driving, I'm in silence. Try to pick out three or four podcasts for growth and try to read a book about a week or every two weeks. Try to work out four days a week focusing mainly on good high training value, lifting weights and resistance training with one or two days a week of really high intensity training. That's it for me. I think I covered all of them. Oh, financial. Financial is a little complicated for me, but I try to save basically 50% of every paycheck. That's it for me about as simple as I go. Now we can get more complicated with kind of, you know, where things go for that. But I try to save 50% of every paycheck. I take it out before it even hits my bank account. So if I go bankrupt for that month, fine. I already saved 50% of it. Doesn't matter. That's it. That's my plan for success. Those are my plans for success. That's it. So what that allows me to do then is not worry too much about it, not think about it so much, not not be so like, oh, you know, I've got to do this and this has to change and this is so bad. And all this stuff is just like, it's just take it easy on yourself, but you have to develop the simple systems. So I hope that that helps you guys in some degree and, you know, get, we, we have to understand where we're going, right? We have to understand that I'm here now. I just sat in on my first consultation at Friendship. And I started to get asked these questions, and I I had no answers. I don't know what my nutritional plan is. I haven't been exercising. I don't think at all about how much I sleep. I don't think at all about stress management. And, you know, financials, whatever, right? That's just a different one. That's one that that I think adds a lot to stress and can stop us from being able to do things that we want to do. But if that's where I'm at, it's like, oh shit. Okay. I need to know that, you know, two years from now, I want to get to the point where I have a definitive answer to all those questions and I'm able to execute that plan every single day, every single week, you know, with discipline, with structure, I'm able to do that. That's what I want to see out of everybody. And so if we can start to think about, you know, that's where I am now and that's where I'm trying to go, it should be a straight line path. What does that person look like? And those people are around you in the gym, you know, look at, talk to, you know, Maria, talk to Andy. Like if you want to think about a nutritional system, like talk to him, He's better than anybody I know. You don't want to talk about a guy walking the walk. He, That's him, Right. And think about it, but his nutritional system is so much simpler than people think it is. Like they try to make it so complicated, but he's trying to help people come up with these simple systems, which is just what he does. And it is, it's simple. It's easy. And people look at it like, Oh yeah, everything comes easy to him. Like, no, he's gone through 15 years of progressions, learning and trying. He went vegetarian or vegan, maybe even for a while. And like, he's tried and tested everything. He's tried every system you can. And he settled on this simple, you know, easy to articulate plan. (laughs) And, you know, he tries to help people understand that. So uh, just some things for food for thought. Uh, As I start to take and hear a lot of people discuss things like motivation, you know, it's that to me is like, it's almost like a trigger word. Now it just like stresses me out because all I hear when you say, you know, I'm not motivated or I want to be motivated or I'm not motivated to come to the gym today or whatever. All I hear when I say that is You are, you're still at level zero. If you think that motivation is going to get it done for you, you're wrong. And you're kind of screwed until you start realizing what we just talked about. So hope you guys have a great day. Going to go try to rescue Gus, make sure he hasn't uh, done anything crazy. I hope you guys are having an amazing week and um, you know, we're going to have some pretty fun, pretty exciting stuff coming out here soon. Um, The coaching staff met this week on something that I am going to be absolutely so juiced up to talk to you guys about, uh, that we're going to be doing in probably February and, uh, the month of August. And uh, it's going to be a new friendship tradition. It's going to be something that is going to be, um, universal and talked about across all the different friendship locations. I am super excited about it. And I think it's going to be a a true, um, you know, game changer for our community and for all you guys. And I hope that, uh, hope that that's going to be as exciting as I think it is. And, uh, and then we'll also have some fun, uh, kind of Lewis center for, um, you know, conversations for those of you guys who are interested in, you know, meeting and knowing the coaching staff that's going to be coaching up there. We'll probably have a couple of them on the podcast so you guys can get to know them a little bit. And, uh, I know a lot of you guys are interested in maybe going up and taking some classes and trying some things up there also so super excited to talk about all that guys uh with you soon and love you have a great day goodbye